Hello and welcome to this week's journalism.co.uk podcast. I'm Madalina Chobano, and in this episode we'll be speaking to the Guardian Mobile Innovation Lab about their latest experiment, an audio player designed for mobile web browsers that makes podcast listening more interactive through the use of visuals. If you are one of the people who listened to the S-Town podcast and found yourself googling John B. McElmore's maze, or the clocks that he was working on, while you're listening to the episode or just right after, you're not the only one. There were several moments in the podcast where visual elements would have provided additional context or served to further immerse us in the story. Two weeks ago, the Guardian Mobile Innovation Lab launched an experimental audio series called Strange Bird, hosted by data editor Mona Chalabi, to test a new audio player they developed for mobile web browsers. Their goal was to address some of the limitations of the podcast listening experience, such as it being confined mostly to podcast apps, which limits the potential audience to mostly people who are already passionate about podcasts. The player is available to both Android and Apple users and can be accessed in any mobile browser. Android users can also opt in to receive push notifications when visuals such as images, links and data visualizations come through at different stages throughout the podcast. Alistair Coote, the labs developer who worked on the player, tells us where the idea came from. It was originally inspired just by the fact that there were some more functionalities being added to the Chrome browser that made it, uh, the audio experience a little bit better. The Chrome uh, developers call it the Media Session API. So it allows you to do things like add a notification that has play and pause controls and stuff like that. And that kind of started us down a path of thinking about audio on the web and what the possibilities might be. And it, immediately, it, it, sort of presented itself as being interesting because podcasts are sort of locked inside these podcast apps that you don't control. And they're not necessarily the easiest thing to discover if, you, if you're not already familiar with what a podcast is and how it works. So the idea that someone could arrive on your uh, website and there would just be a play button and it would be a great audio experience and they would be able to su- subscribe and receive notifications when there's a new episode, all that sort of thing seemed like a really interesting proposition. But at the same time, just doing a normal audio podcast didn't sort of feel like it was necessarily pushing things too much. So we sort of were playing around with adding some of the other things that we had already experimented with, particularly things like notifications. And because we knew you could add images to notifications and you could send them at whatever time you wanted, we started sort of thinking about what this augmented podcast uh, experience would look like. When thinking of the user experience, the team felt a chat interface suited the player best because of the podcast tone and the fact that people are already familiar with this type of interaction. As they are listening to Mona, users would get text-like messages in the player, such as a picture of Mona and her mom as they are speaking on the phone, a data visualization as Mona mentioned statistics relevant to the story, or a screenshot of the text Mona received which inspired the podcast's first episode. We did struggle for a little while with the UX and really sort of thinking what the experience would end up feeling like because it came from this very sort of API-based technical sort of inspiration. And so um, for a long time, we sort of had these these different pieces all glued together that it made sense to have notifications that were sent at various points in the podcast. And it, you know, it made sense to have a web player. But when we started listening to the first recordings that uh, Mona and producer Josie went out to record, we realized that it, it felt very sort of very chatty, very sort of informal. In the end of that conversation we're having with designer uh, Dylan as well, 
we worked out that actually a, a chat interface felt like it made the most sense. And it was a metaphor that people are very used to. Everyone uses text messaging. They know how that works. And the idea of receiving a notification when someone sends you a message is a very sort of familiar idea. And once we settled on that and started building it out, it just it all kind of came together from there. However, the lab wanted to make it optional for listeners to interact with the additional materials, as opposed to making it a mandatory part of the experience and making them feel like they were missing out if they weren't opening the links or paying attention to the images, explained Sasha Corin, the lab's editor. It struck us there was an opportunity to see if we could make it a little bit easier for people to find that information within mobile. But we also realized that some people listen to podcasts for sort of a pure audio experience and that they may not be interested. So that's in the experimental nature of what we've put out. That's sort of something that we wanted to try out and learn something about and get feedback from users about. But we did sort of think and look at the cadence of what we were sending to people. So say there are certain places where I think we've learned a lot in this first podcast of where we might have wanted to fill in a few more things. Just when we're sending people information, you set up this expectation that information is going to come fairly regularly. And so if you have a long gap where someone is talking, but you're not actually augmenting that with a visual, that can feel a little bit weird. Now, whether or not that matters to someone who's an actual listener, as opposed to us as journalists and technologists, creating this format is something that we'll have to sort of see when we get when we analyze all the, the data and the feedback. But it's something that I think as you would, you know, a text editor might edit a story and think about where there's a hole or where the flow, how the flow of information is building or holding together that we realized that not only did we have to think about that in terms of the script, but we had to think that, about that in terms of the visuals and the information that we were sending people. So it's a very different way of thinking and approaching storytelling. It may, not be that way, you know, for people who are more used to doing certain kinds of storytelling, like I'm thinking of, I wouldn't compare this to a Snapchat story or an Instagram story, but there is a certain parallel in that you're thinking about the rhythm of what visuals you're sending to people. This is a very different kind of setup, but it's, it has a slight parallel just in its visual nature. The audio definitely did come first in this scenario where we worked very hard on the script and on the story and on sort of the characters. And we knew just from working with Mona over the years and from the from what she's done before that her work does have a lot of visual possibilities, but it wasn't necessarily like we thought, okay, this piece can't be consumed only in the player. I think there's a scenario where we could go in at the outset of creating another piece and do just that and say, okay, we're going to make it so that it's only basically only intended for the player. As a first step, it seemed like what we needed to find out was one, where the opportunity is for people to engage with podcasts and where they would actually prefer to just have the audio be the audio. And so the fact that you can do either and have it be a full experience worked out very well. The lab will publish some takeaways about the experiment once more people have tested it, but they are hopeful the experiment will give other news organizations an idea of what can be done to enhance the podcast listening experience on mobile. We did an exercise really early on where we took five of us, took different podcasts and sort of looked at them for their potential with a visual or with a format that where you could send extras to people. And they were all different. One was the Football Weekly, which is 
a very well-subscribed one that is produced out of the Guardian's UK office. And there were several others of different varieties. Like I think I did one that was The Hidden Brain, which is an NPR podcast. And they all had some visual element to them, whether or not it would be the right thing for all of them. I don't know, we'd need to do more testing to see that, but I think there's, you can usually find some related information or pictures or photographs that illustrate what may be going on, even if it's just of the people speaking or the references mentioned. Part of this as well is that what we've produced is just an example of the kind of things you can do. Earlier on in the, the process, we were sort of talking about things like a choose-your-own-adventure-style podcast where you would, uh, you know, you'd tap a different button to go in a different direction and a few other sort of ideas like that. So I don't think every podcast would necessarily suit exactly what we've made, but I think every podcast could have something added to it that would make the experience a little bit better. To try out StrangeBridge for yourself, go to www.gdnmobilelab.com forward slash StrangeBird on your Apple or Android device. Thanks for listening to this journalism.co.uk podcast. Mm-hmm.